Spin. Selena Gomez is a different sort of connector. Her music is produced via a complex industrial process involving engineers, songwriters, and coaches under the aegis of the record label Hollywood Records, which is owned by Disney. Every unpleasant oral component imaginable is carefully removed until the finger snaps in The Heart Wants What It Wants echo around inside your deliriously emptied brain. Spotify was started in Sweden in 2006 by an internet entrepreneur named Daniel Ek. It's now available around the world, which is a peculiar thing to say about an internet service, which are all presumably global by default. But music services, unlike social networks or blogging platforms, must negotiate rights and permissions for each market. You access Spotify in the same way you search Google or watch Netflix. You don't own anything you download. Spotify has some 30 million songs to be browsed and searched by 60 million users, 15 million of them who pay $9.99 a month in the United States to avoid advertisements and to remove limits on how many songs can be skipped. Free users can only skip six songs an hour. It's fun to do some light math and see how those numbers add up. Assuming each song is two minutes long, that's 114 consecutive years of songs. Now, say a song with high-quality audio is 10 megabytes in size, a fairly generous allotment. The entire database of music could fit in around 300 terabytes. A one-terabyte hard drive at Best Buy costs around $60, so that's $18,000 to keep a single, compressed but high-quality copy of the 30 million songs. The additional metadata, like the names of the artists, labels, track lengths, dates, and so forth, is only a few gigabytes of data. Consider that all of the pages on Wikipedia, sans images, are 11 gigabytes when compressed, so you could fit 80 or 90 copies of that on a single 1-terabyte hard drive. Text isn't your problem, and you can handle band photos pretty efficiently. So their big cost isn't maintaining an archive of music. So what does Spotify, which is valued at nearly $6 billion, actually do? Well, it organizes those songs, backs them up, and then deals with the frustrations of making them available over the Internet to 60 million human beings. Obviously, one copy of the whole database can't serve all those people, but it doesn't make sense to keep 60 million copies either. Finding the middle ground is an ongoing engineering challenge, and they need to account for bandwidth, Sending data over the Internet is still one of the more expensive things a digital business can do. Which leads to another back-of-napkin estimate. If compressed audio weighs in at about 2.4 and 3 megabytes per minute, and you have 60 million users listen to 10 hours of music a month, that's around 86 petabytes of data per month. Using Amazon's Web Services calculator to estimate the costs, that might run you $4.5 million a month. Someone has to get that music off the disc, track who's listening to it, verify that he or she is an authentic user, make sure no one's logging in at multiple places. Spotify has different services for this. It's not just one big program called Spotify Running, but more than 100 programs running all over the place. Music comes in via the digital equivalent of a truck delivery. Spotify ingests big piles of audio and data that are dumped on it by the music labels, and its robot librarians go to work making sense of it all. Spotify does not own the vast majority of the assets that it makes available. It does not control the relationships with the artists, does not own the networks over which the music is distributed, and many of its computers are leased.
What it does is create and manage the relationships with the music labels so that it can lease all that music, then provide users with access to that music, and then it does an accounting around these things. It takes money from paid users and advertisers, then sends royalties back to the labels who, by many accounts, hand out dolefully small portions of what they receive to the artists themselves. One of the most entertaining searches you can do on Spotify is for Hitler. There are tons of songs. A band called The Butt Plugs wrote one about Hitler's nipples. There's one by Antony and the Johnsons, Hitler in My Heart. And one by Faith No More, Crack Hitler. There's the obligatory Mel Brooks number, Plenty of Punk, and a track by Bob Newhart. There's a Churchill speech and a testimonial from an RAF bomber, and the announcement of the Fuhrer's death on German radio. Under related artists, where you'd expect to find Hideki Tojo, Benito Mussolini, or maybe Himmler, you find Neville Chamberlain, Edward Kennedy.